Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. You look around your yard and you see trees with dead limbs, you see bare spots in the grass, you've got some shrubs that died. Well, you know, that's a common problem for many homeowners. And let's talk about some of the things that you need to know to correct the problems. As a matter of fact, if you don't know a lot, you could get really taken. So we're going to help you to make the right choices when you're finding someone to help you with these areas of your home. My guest is Kevin Brassler. He is the executive editor of Washington Consumers Checkbook. It's my go-to book when I'm going to find a service worker. I hope it's your go-to book, too. They're a nonprofit organization, and I vouch for them. How do you like that, Kevin? You didn't even pay me to do a commercial for you. There you go. Yeah, we're all done now, right? That's all we need to say? You can go, you can go home. I no longer need you here. You got it. It's all take right. over. Thank you. All right. Let, let's talk about some of these issues because a lot of people are looking around their house. And let's start with the whole issue of tree care because, you know, people think, oh, it's got a dead limb. Okay. If that dead limb extends out over a sidewalk and you know it's there and you don't have it removed and it falls down and hits somebody, man, that could be, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I think that could be some serious problems. So we got to look at law, that tree care. And, you know, there, there, that's an expensive proposition as well. But you all have done something in checkbook um, that I think came out last December or thereabouts on lawn, yeah. on uh, tree care. So what were some of the highlights of what you learned in that, uh, that section? Yeah, well, to begin with, you have to take care of your trees because, as you mentioned, they can they can kind of do you or your home or other people's homes harm if, if they fall on them. Uh, and you also need to take a lot of care in terms of who you hire uh, to deal with your trees, whether to you know keep them pruned and 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 in shape, or to uh, to remove them once they've become you know once they've died basically and they're a danger, or to remove dangerous limbs. Uh, and the reason is, is that tree care work is really, really dangerous work. Uh, you know, you're dealing with uh, ladders and ropes and heights and uh, very heavy limbs falling all over the place and power lines uh, and chainsaws. I mean, it's just a, a very dangerous uh, business to be in. And so you need to be careful about who you hire because you don't want to hire, uh, you know, an operator that just doesn't know what they're doing they're dropping limbs on people's homes. This happens a lot. Uh, they're dropping trees on people's homes or other people, their, in, their workers are getting injured. Uh, and a big problem about this business that, that you and I, Shirley, were just discussing before the show is that there are just a lot of kind of pirates out there running around uh, claiming to be uh, tree care experts uh, and just taking people's money without doing any work. It's a common scam after big storms roll through for these, these guys to run around neighborhoods and say, oh, I'm doing a job right around the corner. I can get rid of this, this you know, debris that you have or this tree that's fallen over that, that's about to fall over. Uh, just give me some money to secure, you know, the, you know, the crew, and I'll be right back and we'll do the work. And then you never see the person again. It, it still happens. We still get people calling and saying they've had this problem. Uh, so you just need to know that you need to make sure you're dealing with, with yep. a reputable place. I couldn't agree with you more, and we do hear it at Call for Action. It's a, it's a big problem. Uh, 
particularly, as you said, after storms. And we've had a lot of wind and weather uh, this year. And, of course, when trees' roots get wet, they're much more prone to being uprooted with the wind. So there's a lot of issues for homeowners to, to concern themselves about. One of the things that I always recommend to people who are about to hire someone to do work around their house, no matter what it may be, is check out to see that they have a license to do business. And all three of our jurisdictions require licensing for these people. And if they don't have a license, that tells you right there that you maybe ought to look out and look for somebody else. Would you agree? Yeah, that. Yeah, I do. That's a good first step. Uh, in, in Montgomery County, for example, they actually re- have some requirements. It's not just that the company be licensed. It's that they show that, that the operator of the company or, or somebody working for the company actually has a, you know, enough you know, a degree in arboriculture, for example, as opposed to the licensing requirements in many other states, including Virginia and the district, which basically requires that the company register and, and pay the fee to register. There's no requirements that the company prove that it, it knows what it's doing uh, when it comes to tree care work. But I still do think that licensure is important. That way, if you have a problem, you have a regulatory person to go to and say, hey, you licensed this company. They took my money and didn't do any work or did it poorly. Uh, can you help me out? Well, I always uh, recommend... Another- yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Another key is that for tree care work, there's really no reason to pay them any money until the job's done and done to your satisfaction. Uh, the really high-quality, uh, reputable tree care companies uh, aren't going to require that you pay them half in advance, or, and most of them won't require that you pay them anything in advance because the work can be done in a few hours to half a day usually. They don't need you uh, to, to pay them. And so any any tree care service that's asking you to pay, I would say anything more than 10% up front, that's a warning sign. You really shouldn't need to pay anything in advance. And if you are paying anything, maybe it's to secure, you know, uh, if they need to bring a crane in or something like that to deal with your issue, where it's, it's going to be an expensive appointment for them if you end up canceling at the last minute. Sure, that makes absolute sense. It's not like you're building a house and they have to buy supplies and all of that stuff right. beforehand. Here, they should have all the equipment. One of the other things is that I always recommend that can homeowners check to make sure that the, the company has insured its workers because you don't want someone being injured on the job and it comes back to you and you learn that this company did not have insurance because they may try to come after you. And and is that a concern for you all? It is. I mean, so it's another thing. You should check for licensure, but really more important, you should check to make sure they have adequate insurance coverage. Uh, tree care services should have two types of insurance coverage. They should have liability coverage uh, that protects your property and, and other people's lives who are, who are walking underneath their work. If, if a limb falls or the tree falls on a home or someone, uh, that protects you from having to maybe pay claims uh, for that damage. They should also have workers' compensation insurance. So the workers' compensation insurance covers its workers while they're doing the work. If somebody gets hurt while they're working on a job at your house and the company doesn't have workers' compensation insurance, there's a danger that, that that injured worker could file a claim against you uh, in terms of getting to, to pay for the medical expenses. And yeah, and that can be a very pricey like proposition if you don't do your homework before you have homework done. You know, I mean, right, that's, exactly. that's my favorite phrase. I, yeah. I think it's so important. And, and I fell victim to one of these guys that came in and 
well, they were doing work on my sidewalk, but that's another story for another time. So anyway, let's, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned in to of consuming interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Kevin Brassler. Kevin is the executive editor of Washington Consumers Checkbook Magazine. It is the place to go. They also have it so that you can have access online. It's a nonprofit organization. It's very inexpensive to join. I have been a member longer than I care to think about, uh, and you know that, Kevin. I have. I, yeah. I, I love Checkbook. What can I say? So anyway. Let's go on to one of the other plagues that homeowners have, and that is garden centers. Now, you don't even have to be a homeowner. You may be renting a house. You may be renting a, a, t- con- a townhouse. Or maybe you've got a condo and you want to put something out on the balcony. So garden centers are kind of the, a big thing for, for anyone who's got a green thumb, whether you're going there to buy plants or you just to put something on your balcony or a plant in your apartment or, or home. So you all did a study. As a matter of fact, I think this is brand new, Kevin. So we're bringing it to our listeners right after it's been released. Um, tell us about garden centers and what we need to know. What did you all? Well, first off, you know what? We, why don't we just say a minute that you base your rate, ratings. There's no commercials in your your magazine, you base your ratings on what your subscribers say. Am I correct? Right. We survey uh, art subscribers. We also survey uh, consumer report subscribers. Uh, And sometimes we survey, you know, we kind of identify a random sample of area consumers to survey about different Mm -hmm. uh, service providers they've used. So in this case, we're talking about garden centers. We've interviewed thousands and thousands of, of consumers here in the Washington area about garden centers they've used, uh, they've bought stuff from. Uh, and so it's a closed survey. There are lots of people out there these days who say they have ratings. Uh, with our ratings, we try to keep them, you know, we try to be more careful, I think, than the others about making sure that companies can't stuff the ballot box or people manipulate mm-hmm. the results. Uh, by only, it's really kind of an invitation-only survey. Uh, and also, we, we try to keep our, our, our mission is to help consumers. We're a nonprofit group that's funded by consumers. Unlike a lot of these other organizations out there these days that say they, they can recommend good companies, well, they all exist basically as advertising uh, conduits for those companies. Checkbook's different in that we're supported only from consumers. We don't take any money from businesses. We don't even have ads. We're, we're a lot like consumer reports except for local services. You're like Call for Action. We're very like independent. And that's exactly, exactly right. right. We're very independent. Yeah. Uh, and to because to us, that's that's very important, especially in what you do in rating products and services. It's uh, it's it, I, I let me tell you something. I use you all all the time. I have to admit it. I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm a, an addict to checkbook. OK, so garden centers. Um, I'm a big gardener. I love my garden. I love looking at plants. I love studying about plants. I don't like putting them in the ground so much, but I like knowing about them. So, and I recently redid my front yard, and my challenge was finding plants that did not, that weren't going to be eaten by the deer. And that can take some doing, but some research, and and, um, I've written a good bit of stuff on this, but let's not digress into that score. One of the things that you state in your survey uh, is that you found that higher prices does not necessarily mean better quality or 
higher prices, I mean, excuse me, lower prices does not necessarily mean poorer quality. How did you come up with that? This is just what people say to you in terms of they paid a lot for it and it performed great or not. Is that something about what you did? No. So we do ask uh, consumers about prices that they've paid. Uh, what we often find is that can, most consumers don't really know whether they've paid a, a lower or a high price because they often just don't shop around enough to know. So uh, so one thing we do is we survey consumers about business they've used. In the case of garden centers, we ask them to rate uh, garden centers for things like advice and quality of plants and overall quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we separately, we have our own team of researchers here at Checkbook uh, where pretty much all they do every day uh, are do undercover shopping efforts where they're they're calling garden centers for prices on items. They may be visiting pet stores for prices of pet food or supermarkets for, for food prices. Uh, they may be getting bids from roofers uh, for roofing jobs, calling 2,000 plumbers for prices on plumbing work. And so for garden centers, we've surveyed uh, not just the customers to find out about quality, but surveyed the businesses for price and done that using undercover shoppers. And so we can compare them for both quality and price. And and usually when we do those comparisons, we find that the whole saying, you get what you pay for, that that's not the case uh, for roofing work and plumbing work and, and all kinds of other things, auto repair work, veterinarians, that the high priced service providers that doesn't mean you're paying a higher price and getting better service at mm-hmm. all. Often the really high-quality places are just as likely to charge low prices as high prices. There's just no relationship between the two. I like the it's fact that you with, give consumers the ability to sort and find the shops that get yeah. two check marks or one check mark, whatever your right. choice is. And that, to me, is valuable because it indicates what – and you also tell how many people have done the ratings of these uh, these services or right. uh, stores or whatever. So that right. to me is a really useful. Yeah, that's a very yeah, useful tool. If you only have one we rating. Really evaluate it, them. Yeah. Yeah, we evaluate them separately for quality and price because they're really not related. I mean, you, yeah. you want good quality and you want low prices, and usually you can have both. It's interesting, though, with garden centers, it's, the, it's really the one topic we evaluate where that's not always the case, and the reason is that the lowest prices typically are offered by big chains like Home Depot, Lowe's, and in this area, Meadows Farms. Uh, and so if you want the lowest possible prices on plants, well, you're going to have to shop at one of those big chains, and the customers of those big chains who we surveyed, they don't rate them very highly for things like quality of plants, advice, overall quality, and so when shopping for, for plants, you might have a trade-off there. You might have to decide, look, I'm going I'm to buy more, I'm going to pay more for the plants uh, because I need better advice or because I want to make sure that the quality of the products I'm getting is better than what I get at one of these really low-priced chains. I think it's also important to check to see what kind of a um, guarantee do they have on the plants. You know, some of them will guarantee them for 60 days, some of them six months. It varies so yeah. much. That was my experience anyway. It does, and it's worth checking, especially if, if you're buying an expensive specimen. I mean, some of these things cost $100 or more. Um, we were actually surprised that, that most garden centers have pretty strong guarantees. And the reason we were surprised is that they're selling you something that's alive. You go, you take it, you plant it, 
And if you don't plant it correctly and you don't take care of it or plant it in the right spot and it dies, well, you know, the garden center, you'd think most would say, well, well, that was your fault. You know, we sold you something that was perfectly good and then you killed it, which is what I would do immediately, actually. Um, but nonetheless, these, these garden centers, they actually do have, for the most part, have strong guarantees um, you know, that, that you can work it out with them. Either they'll yes. give you a replacement plant or they give you your money back. Um, but some, you, you should check in advance what the guarantee, what the offer is, because mm-hmm. as you mentioned, some are much stronger than others. Some have a much longer, uh, you know, kind of return uh, period of time where you can take them back or whatever. But it is an, it's an unusual thing because it's not as if you're going to dig up that plant and return it. You have no, to somehow you're not. work it out with them. You're not. Yeah. Let's just take a brief pause here and let everyone know you're listening to of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker, and my guest is Kevin Brassler. He's the executive editor of Washington Consumers Checkbook Magazine, which is the go-to place to find products and services. Um, And let's move on to that third big area, the lawn care. Oh, this one is one that you're going to have to live with every week because if you're going to find somebody to come in, you may be looking for someone to mow the yard. You may be looking for someone just to to keep it green or keep the dandelions and the crabgrass out. There's a whole big lot of things that goes into lawn care. Depends on how much you want to do as to what you're going to have to purchase. But there's some common things that you all found about lawn care services were they not? Yeah, I mean, one thing we found is that, that a lot of these lawn care services, um, they, they, they kind of treat every lawn the same way, right? Yeah. And so, you know, so they're treating every lawn, you know, basically they're going to come out, you know, four to six times a year, and they're going to dump the same stuff on every lawn, regardless of whether it needs it or not. And that's, for most homeowners in this area, that's not really what you want, Right. I mean, you want a business that's going to only treat for for pests, you know, and and spray pesticide down, basically, if you really need that, or, you know, treat for weeds if you really need that. Uh, And unfortunately, a lot of the the lawn care services, especially the big chains here in the area, uh, we find don't do that. They just kind of, they have a a treatment plan that they apply globally to everyone, and that's what you get, uh, even though that's probably not the best thing for you your lawn, your kids, your pets, the environment. Yeah, and, and I think that's one thing that a lot of homeowners do consider. How, how much am I contributing to the environmental problems? But, yeah. but uh, there are uh, services that um, I find that, that really do a good job keeping my yard looking, looking good, but I feel like they do a minimum damage, at least as minimally as I can determine. Yeah. Um, but, but you need to shop around again here because the prices can vary so much as to what, and depending on what services you want performed. Yeah. And I yeah, feel like you really should negotiate. Negotiate. Yeah, I think you can. I think you for sure should let them know in advance. You know, this is these are what my expectations are, because if for the companies that don't just blanketly, you know, treat every law in the same way several times a year, there a lot of the smaller operators in particular uh, take a you know it's called integrated pest management. There's actually a term among gardeners for how to deal with this, where they're going to give you what your lawn what it needs as opposed to just treating everyone the same. That's a and great those point. Yeah. Yeah, and among those companies, it's important to let them know what your expectations are. Look, if you want a, 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 a golf course quality lawn without a single weed in it, well, then let them know that because then they could treat your lawn appropriately. For my lawn, I don't care if I have a few weeds. I don't care if I have, you know, a bear patch or it goes 
you know, brown during the during August or whatever. And so if I'm getting lawn care services, I should let them know that because my expectations are lower and therefore I can tolerate, you know, more weeds and therefore less treatment. And and also that means my cost should be lower because you need to do mm-hmm. less work for me than you might do for other customers. So, for example, for my lawn, because I don't care so much about having a perfect lawn, you know, I might say, well, I just want, you know, the most important services, which are, you know, a fall fertilization and maybe a core aeration every other year or so, and maybe spot treat for weeds. Um, but that's a very different request than somebody who has a very large lawn and, and wants, a, you know, again, a golf course kind of quality uh, lawn. Sure. And, and absolutely. The putting green will not be your front yard, Kevin. So, yeah. No. <laughs> but that's that's. That is that is what you want, and the, but there are people that really their lawn is very yeah. important to them. Um, sure. As, okay, so shop around. Now I often say, look at your neighbors' yards and figure out who's doing doing work for them. Just cruise around in the springtime. You're going to find a lot of garden people, and oftentimes, if the garden neighbor's yard looks good, you may want to consider them. I mean, I, I've been yeah. in my house for I won't even tell you how long. And I think my yard person, whom I've had for I don't care how to tell you how long, I think he's gotten a lot of jobs because he does a great job on my lawn. And my people who've moved into the neighborhood, I always just let them know that, you know, yeah, if you're looking for a lawn person, I recommend him. So um, and because he's very good and he's, you know, he's reasonable, comparatively speaking. So I, I do think that there you need word of mouth is also aside from checkbook you know you're my my I'm yeah. a fan, but also sure. you can ask your neighbors who they're using and whatnot. Now what about yep. uh, are there are there insurance requirements here as well? You want to make sure that the people are insured because they don't get into an accident with the lawnmower. Would that be something important? Yeah. Yeah, whenever whenever you have people working in or around your home, you want to make sure they have two types of coverage. You want to make sure they have uh, general liability coverage. If if something goes wrong and they, um, you know, they injure yeah, somebody that's who's what walking you, you by, or, you mentioned those earlier. Or, that's yeah, the same thing, right? Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing as tree care, and and then also make sure they have workers' compensation insurance. Right. That covers the the people doing the work in case right. they get hurt. And that that um, is important. You know, we don't think about it too much, but. When somebody's working in your yard, I mean, in a sense, you're assuming some responsibility for them. So um, I I think homeowners need to be aware of that, need to be very careful about it. Any last words? We only have a couple of minutes here. Yeah, I think especially for lawn care work, make sure you're asking the services, you know, what am I expected to do and how should I do it? Because really... Uh, the treatments you get from lawn care services are are probably less important than say how you mow. Uh, in this area, you should you, know, you should mow your grass to height of about two to two and a half inches, which is longer than most people mow. And you should make sure usually you want to keep the clippings right on the lawn. That means you should need you know fewer fertilization runs. Um, and then if you want to keep it green throughout the summer, they should be instructing you on how to water it also. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, so what you do is you often just as important as, as what the service you've hired uh, to help you with does. So it's really, a, it's really a cooperation between the people that are doing the work for you and for your responsibility and what you need right. to do. And I think the watering bit is one that many of us don't really get because sometimes people think they should water their yard every day when it's really hot. And that is absolutely the wrong thing to do, as I understand. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, really? the, the key is to, yeah. to water thoroughly. I think what exactly. people often yeah. do is 
they do a you know they water for thirty minutes and that's it and that's 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 not going to do it shallow root growth right Kevin I can't believe it we're out of time thank you so (laughs) much for being with us thank you Shirley it's been a great pleasure and as you know as I'm still a fan of checkbook okay we've been talking with Kevin Brassler. He's the executive editor of Washington Consumers Checkbook. It's a nonprofit organization. I highly recommend it. I really do. You don't hear me saying that very often. Kevin, thank you again for being with us. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on Federal News Radio 1500 AM. I'm Shirley Rooker. You can reach me at Shirley at callforaction.org. That's Shirley at callforaction.org. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.